Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first ever episode of Sportsball FM, the show with takes that aren't cold, predictions that are bold, and sports thoughts to be told. I'm Andy, and I'm your host. I am a huge sports fan, and I specifically love my New York teams, and I'm also the host of Big Apple Bites, which is a New York sports-themed podcast where I talk about all things Yankees, Giants, and Rangers, if you're into that sort of thing anyway. Excuse my shameless plug there. But I decided that I wanted to dip my toes in the water of a general sports podcast where I could reach a bigger audience, have a larger variety of guests, and talk about a bigger variety of topics. And from this, Sportsball FM was born. So on this show, we're going to talk about all things baseball, basketball, football, hockey, college sports, you name it. We're going to have lots of different guests on, lots of friends, and even some other people too. We're just going to have a lot of fun talking sports here. And... For the pilot episode, I wanted to talk about baseball. Opening day is coming, it's on the horizon, and I'm excited. Baseball is my favorite sport, and there's a lot to unpack from the offseason, the teams, who's going to make the playoffs, who's going to be good, who's going to be not good. Make some predictions, make some award predictions, all that jazz. I want to start in the American League. It was a crazy offseason, A lot of the balance of the league changed. We're going to hopefully have just like a regular old season this year with 162 games, the five playoff team thing, which not necessarily the happiest about because I enjoyed having the 18 playoff last year, especially as a Yankees fan because we would have missed it without it, but it was kind of fun. But the point is this year, things are back to being relatively normal. And for starters, I want to jump in to... The AL East, the division that is the home of my Yankees. And I think what I'm going to do is run down the board, give you guys the two-minute offseason recap for each of these teams. And first, I want to start with the basement-dwelling Baltimore Orioles. They had a better season last year than they had in previous years, and they actually stayed in the playoff race for quite a while, but things did not pan out for them. It's going to be another long year. They got rid of Hanser Alberto and Renato Nunez, both guys who were very underrated, and they traded Alex Cobb and Jose Iglesias to the Angels, but it's not like you can lose many big pieces when you don't have many big pieces anyway. And offseason additions, they got Michael Franco, third baseman, He had a decent season with the Royals. He was their starter. He's on a one-year deal. Freddie Galvis, another guy who had a decent year with the Reds. He is on a one-year deal also. Matt Harvey, the former Mets sensation, who was terrible in Kansas City. I'm going to admit, he's there on a minor league deal. They signed the King, but he's a free agent now. I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to play in Baltimore. I would go as far as to say that While they did improve, they lost some guys who were productive for them last year. Now, I think that with guys like Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes, Ryan Mountcastle, they've got some decent building blocks for their team. But it is not their time right now. I think that they're going to finish dead last in the division. And what I'm going to do is we're going to go up by teams in my predictions for the standings they've got they've got some prospects they've got Adley Rutschman coming up but their their pitching is just absolutely abysmal 
they are likely going to have Dylan Tate be their closer, which is massive downgrade from a guy like Michael Givens. And John Means, he's their ace. He's fine. And behind him, their rotation is just weak. And the only... The good guys I can see on this team are definitely Santander and Mountcastle. Mountcastle is a guy I am looking at for Rookie of the Year. And Austin Hayes, who could be solid. But other than that, and maybe Trey Mancini's coming off of missing last season with colon cancer. I'm very glad that he is back. I think this team is going to stick with their basement dwelling ways. And I don't really think there's very much to talk about them here. Prove me wrong, Baltimore. Prove me wrong but I don't think you guys are going to do very well. And then, the Boston Red Sox. They are just a shell of their former selves. I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. and Andrew Benintendi are gone, which eliminates their World Series outfield after Mookie Betts got traded last year. And they bring in a couple pieces, like Marwin Gonzalez, the super utility, with from the Twins, former Astros player too, on a one-year deal. He definitely saw a decline in his production with Minnesota, but it could work for him. Um, Garrett Richards had a decent year with San Diego last year. He's on a one-year deal. Kike Hernandez, he's a fun player. World Series champ with the Dodgers, he's on a two-year deal. He could be very good for them. And then Hunter Renfro, he was part of the awful Tommy Pham trade that the Rays made. He had a 156 batting average with the Rays, and he's on a one-year deal. And other than that, this team does not look great. Do they have a couple good pieces? Yes, I, I can definitely say that they have some good pieces. They have Xander Bogarts. He's a star. He's a stud. Rafael Devers, another guy who is very good. I can't deny that those guys are both stars in the game. And also, I was wrong about the Orioles. Tanner Scott is likely to be their closer. So forget I said what I said about Dylan Tate. Still not great. But back to the Red Sox. I don't see much potential in this team. They've really kind of fallen off a cliff. They have Verdugo, JD Martinez. Those are some guys who can hit, but the big the big thing is in their pitching. This is a team that had some great players a couple of years ago, be it David Price or Chris Sale. But Chris Sale's likely going to be out most of the year, and his career could be it, it, it could have gotten really derailed with these injuries. Um, their opening day of starter is Nathan Ivaldi, and hopefully for their sake, Eduardo Rodriguez will be able to come back after having heart problems due to COVID. I really, I hope he's doing okay for sure, because it just, it hurts to see, even when it's from a rival, to see someone struggling with that. And then you have in the back end of your rotation, Garrett Richards, he was decent enough in San Diego. Martin Perez really, really has never been that good. Mediocre at best. And Nick Pavetta, who used to have a lot of potential, but now has kind of just got, he's kind of fallen off a cliff. And then their bullpen does not look great. They are going to likely have Matt Barnes as their closer, who's not horrible. And then Adam Adovino, they also added in a trade with the Yankees. Um, He will possibly be their setup man. And some other guys of note, you've got Bobby Dahlbeck, um, who is another candidate for Rookie of the Year. He could be very good. He's had a great spring training so far. 
And other than that, I really don't have much else to say about this team, except it's going to probably be another long year in Boston. Not sure they're really going to compete. And I think that this is almost just like a year where they're going to, they're starting to sign like stopgap players, like guys like Garrett Richards. So I have a feeling it is going to be another long year in Boston. Next team on the list, the team that I think is going to finish third in the AL East. Don't get me wrong. This is a strong team in the Toronto Blue Jays, likely to possibly be the Buffalo Blue Jays again, or the Florida Blue Jays, or something like that. They had a big offseason. George Springer, key piece of the Houston Trash Joes World Series team, he gets a six-year deal in Toronto to stick around for a while and be a key piece of that team. And he's a great hitter. You can't, I can't deny that. He is a great hitter. He is a talented ball player. Marcus Simeon also gets a one-year deal, $18 million bucks a year, I believe. And he will likely be the starting second baseman. And they also are able to get Robbie Ray, who could be decent. He... Had a bad end of last year, especially. Um, Tyler Chatwood, who had a good run last year with the Cubs a bit. But they lose a signing that was boomer bust, Kirby Yates. He gets Tommy John this week. So their closer situation is a bit... It's, it's a bit confusing for them. And they also lose Ken Giles. He is no longer on the team after getting hurt last year. Um, Jonathan VR is out. They didn't really have a spot for him. He was a, a deadline trade for him last year. Um, Shun Yamaguchi, big disappointment. I had some expectations for him, but he really didn't pan out. And then they lose Taiwan Walker and Matt Shoemaker to other teams. Here's the thing. Toronto's hitting is fantastic. Their outfield, they've got Lourdes Gurriel Jr., George Springer, and Teoscar Hernandez. That is a very good outfield. And their infield, it gets even better. You've got Vlad Jr. at first base. Marcus Simeon, who's been fantastic the last couple of years, playing second. Kevin Biggio at third, and Bobachet at short. That is an absolutely fantastic infield. But the biggest problem I see is in their pitching. Their bullpen, it's really not that good. They're likely going to have Jordan Romano as their closer. That is a big downgrade from what Kirby Yates could have offered them and what Ken Giles offered them the last couple of years. Hyunjin Ryu, he's a fantastic pitcher and he's going to be the ace of the staff for sure. He is great. And then behind him, it's just not a strong rotation. Robbie Ray, he was not good at the end of last year. Tanner Roark, he, he's got some potential to be decent. Steven Motz acquired in a trade with the Mets. This was after they, this was causing some speculation even with me that they were going to get Trevor Bauer, but no, he said Trevor Bauer uh, pulled a big troll with them and said no. And then Nate Pearson, who I've still got some high hopes for, but had some problems with injuries last year. So their, their pitching is a huge question mark. I think their batting is going to be there, but with all the questions in their pitching staff, I think that they are likely going to finish third in the division. Second in the division, the defending American League champs, the Tampa Bay Rays. They lose some key pieces. 
Charlie Morton and Blake Snell, you can't deny that this is going to hurt their team. But with the Blake Snell trade, they do get Luis Patino and Francisco Mejia, who could both be good pieces for them. Um, they get Hunter Renfro off the team. He was he was just awful last year. Um, and they also pick up a bunch of reclamation pitching prospects. This is kind of their their mo with how they run their team is they'll get guys and get the most potential out of them. And who I'm thinking of, all these guys are on one-year deals. Colin McHugh, Rich Hill, Chris Archer, yes, he has come full circle, and Michael Waka. It's not 2013, but maybe they can turn back the clock. And with their batting, I I think it's still going to be there. They lose Jimon Choi today. He will likely be out until May. So that's going to give Yoshi Sutsugo some good playing time for sure could even they could even get Yandy Diaz in there who had a good 2019 season Brandon Lau at second base fantastic hitter uh Joey Wendell Willie Adamas two guys that have been there for a bit and then you've got Randy Arozarena the postseason hero he never even exceeded his rookie limits he is the the AL East is just full of possible rookie of the year's um, and they've also got Kevin Kiermeyer, the longest tenured Ray, and Manuel Margot, and DH, who can also play in the outfield, Austin Meadows. He's a great hitter. Another piece of that awful Pirates trade. And their bullpen still looks decent. They will likely have Diego Castillo closing now because Nick Anderson is out until the All-Star break. They do lose some pieces out of the bullpen, but they do bring back the Slider King, Chaz Rowe. And their rotation... It's got a lot of question marks. Tyler Glass now is going to be good. He will be the ace of their staff now that Snell is out. Ryan Yarbrough, who is underrated. And then you've got three of your guys who you got on reclamation projects. Waka, Archer, and Hill. Another team with a lot of question marks, but if they play up to their potential, especially with the batting, I think that this they could make another playoff run. I don't think they're going to win the division again, but Rays, again, prove me wrong. Same with Toronto. And Boston, uh, uh, you're fine. Just, just sit there. Um, and then the Yankees, they, I, I love this team. I love this team so much and you could call me biased, but I think while they might be a bit overrated, which I will admit this team looks very solid. They did what they needed to, to improve their pitching. They do lose Tanaka, Masahiro Tanaka, James Paxton, and Jay Happ. Paxton and Happ, they were almost expendable at that point. And then Tanaka, it's sad to see him go, especially with how great he pitched in the playoffs every year. They do not re-sign Tommy Canley, who missed almost all of last year after Tommy John. They trade Adam out of Vino, get him off their payroll after an abysmal year. So I'm not. it's not really awful to see him go. But they do bring in some pitching help. They trade for Jamison Tyone. They get him at a cheap price. And this is a good buy low deal with a lot of potential. They go in and sign Corey Kluber, former Cy Young winner, on another buy low deal. Lots of potential to... He, he's a guy who could be just a fantastic pitcher for him. And this is a deal that could definitely work out. It could to also totally flop. They bring in Jay Bruce, who is now likely going to be their starting first baseman now that Luke Voigt will be out until May or June. They bring back 
La Machine, DJ LeMahieu on a six-year deal. The move that it was all it felt inevitable. MVP candidate the past couple of years, and he's just been fantastic for this team. Their best hitter, no doubt. Justin Wilson, reliever on a one-year deal. He's had some injury scares recently, but he should be good to go in a couple weeks. Darren O'Day, the side armor, comes into town. And they've they still look like a scary team. They've got Garrett Cole as the ace, 300 plus million dollar man. They've got Gary Sanchez. I can't really say he's good anymore because he was terrible last year, but he also has a lot of potential to to have a lot of power. He he could even be an MVP. Don't think it's gonna happen, but he's got the potential. Uh, Voigt is hurt. Luke Voigt, the MLB leader in home runs last year. DJ LeMayhew, he's just fantastic. Gio Urshela, one of the greatest trades that Brian Cashman has pulled off in recent memory. Glaber Torres had a bit of a down year last year, but from what we've seen, he's got a lot of potential. And then the outfield, all rise. Here comes Aaron Judge. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt this year. Same with Giancarlo Stan, because if those two guys stay healthy, this team's got so much power potential. And then Clint Frazier, he was in the minors for most of 2019. His fielding was terrible. He ends up being a Gold Glove finalist. And then Aaron Hicks, the switch hitter, just a solid ball player. And I expect that this team will win the AL East. I think they're the most solid team in the division. And they've got some good guys at the back of their rotation. Tyone, he's a question mark, but he could be very good. Jordan Montgomery had a great year last year. And Domingo Herman missed all of last year because he was an idiot and got a domestic violence suspension. I, I, It's just, it's awful. I really hope he shapes up because he had a good spring training and he could be important to this team. He's just got to be a good person, though, too. And I just think this team is the most solid in the AL. Call me biased, call me whatever you want, but I think it is evident that this team is going to win the AL East. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You'd never know, but I like this team winning the division this year. So that just about wraps up my thoughts on the AL East this year. Again, I am my predictions are in last place, the Baltimore Orioles. Fourth place, the Boston Red Sox. Third place, the Toronto Blue Jays. Second place, possible wildcard team, the Tampa Bay Rays. And first place, the New York Yankees. And now going to take a bit of a break from the baseball talk and give you guys a little mini game here trivia so your question for today is in the 21st century from 2000 onward how many world series have teams from the al east one i'll give you guys the answer to that later but for now you can think about that and now I want to get into the AL Central. And starting off, we got the Detroit Tigers. This is another rebuilding year for them. They get a bad contract in Jordan Zimmerman off their books, and they also lose the great CJ Crone's power potential, but not a huge loss. Guys, they add, they get Julio Tehran, who had an abysmal year with the Angels. They get him on a minor league deal. They get Renato Nunez, who I believe is a very underrated signing. He had 12 homers, 31 RBIs, and a 256 average with the Orioles last year. And it's a minor league deal, so it's very low risk for them, but it's got high reward. 
They get Jonathan Scope back, who was with the team last year. And they also bring in Wilson Ramos, coming off a bad stint with the Mets. And he's on a one-year deal. What I expect from this team, nothing really this year. Give the prospects time to develop. Casey Mize is going to hopefully pan out for them. They've got Scooble in the minors, who could be very good. And they're going to have Spencer Torkelson coming up soon. This team's just got to be patient. And th th this is another rebuilding year. Don't get impatient, Tigers fans. You guys will be back soon. Looking at the lineup... You got Miguel Cabrera coming back, who could reach 500 homers, I believe, this season. And nothing, nobody else really exciting on this team. I I, th I just think they're they're not an exciting team. I have low expectations for them, and I don't think they are going to do much this year. And I think they will finish last in the division. I'm I'm sorry, Tigers. I think things are gonna hopefully get better for you guys soon. Next team, the Kansas City Royals. They had an interesting offseason. They bring in Andrew Benintendi, who had an awful year last year, but has lots of potential, traded from the Red Sox, and he's a big bounce-back candidate. They get Hanser Alberto, a uh, second baseman, who had a 283 average with Baltimore. He's an underrated player, and they get him on a low-risk minor league deal. Greg Holland, they bring him back on a one-year deal. Carlos Santana, who underperformed with Cleveland last year, he's got a lot of potential. And he had eight homers with them last year. He's on a two-year deal. And Mike Miner, they bring him in for the rotation. He didn't have a great year with Oakland last year. But he's on a two-year deal. And he's got potential. We saw what he did in 2019. He was great with the Rangers. And they also brought in Michael A. Taylor as a bounce-back candidate for the outfield. And the only guys they really lost were Michael Franco, who started last year, and Franchi Cordero, who was part of the Benintendi deal, which, in my opinion, is an upgrade for them. This team, This team could be... Could be decent. They've got some good pieces. Jorge Soler, he's got a lot of power potential. Benintendi, like talked about earlier, he's got the potential to be a very good player. Hunter Dozier, underrated. Whit Merrifield, very good. Carlos Santana, he's another good player. Adalberto Mondesi, who's got the speed, speed, speed. And then the guy who's still around, Salvador Perez, he gets an extension in the offseason too, very recently. And then the rotation, it's not horrible. I mean, Brad Keller is decent. Brady Singer, he had a good year last year. Mike Miner got a lot of potential. And then you have Danny Duffy and Jacob Junis rounding it out. Greg Holland will likely be their closer. You know what? This is a team that could surprise me this year. Don't have high expectations for them. But you know what, Kansas City? My message to you is just surprise me this year. Overperform. I, I would like to see it happen because I think you guys have potential to do it. And they're also racking up a lot of pitching prospects. And Bobby Witt Jr. could come up later this year. So I'd expect you guys to maybe do better than expectations this year. Prove me right to maybe think that. Third place in the division, I believe, will be the Cleveland baseball team. They lose their superstar shortstop, Francisco Lindor. And they also trade, along with him to the Mets, Carlos Carrasco, Long-time starting pitcher. He's always been solid for them. And they also lose their closer, Brad Hand. And this will allow them to bring in James Karinchak to be their closer, who had a good year last year as a reliever. And they got for Francisco Lindor and Carlos Crosso. They got Andres Jimenez, who's a very good prospect. And also Ahmed Rosario, who could, also, could be their shortstop, possibly too. Likely Jimenez, though, first. 
they didn't re-sign Carlos Santana also. He goes to Kansas City. And then they bring back Cesar Hernandez, underrated. He had a 283 average and 20 RBIs with Cleveland last year. Um, he has a he's on a one-year deal. Um, they bring in Eddie Rosario, very solid with the Twins, 13 homers, 42 RBIs last year for one year. And looking at this team, they've got the reigning Cy Young winner, Shane Bieber, and their rotation still looks decent with uh, Zach Plesac, Aaron Seville, Tristan McKenzie, and Logan Allen behind him. Obviously not as good without Carrasco. I mean, just think about it. This is a team that had Corey Kluber, Carlos Carrasco, Trevor Bauer, Mike Clevenger, and Shane Bieber just a couple years back. And those days are, are gone. They've still got Jose Ramirez, who could win MVP for them. And they've also got Josh Naylor, who last year in Game 2 against the Yankees just had a... He was a monster that game. And this team this team could still be decent. I'm, I don't have high expectations, especially now that Lindor is gone. But when you have Shane Bieber and some of those other pieces like... Um, Jose Ramirez, you never know. You never know. And then next team, team that I think will finish second, the Minnesota Twins. They lose a lot of pieces. Tyler Clippard, Sergio Romo, and Trevor May, all for guys from the bullpen, and they're all signed elsewhere. They lose Jake Odorizzi and Rich Hill from the rotation. Marwin Gonzalez is off the books after underperforming. And Eddie Rosario, longtime outfielder, is gone he was a solid player for a while, and I don't get me wrong, I think Alex Kirilov will be decent, but it's just sad to see Eddie Rosario go. It It's a calamity from the financial losses. But they do bring in Hansel Robles to be possibly a closer for them. He's a candidate. He was a closer for a bit over in Anaheim. Likely, though, it will be Alex Kalame, who they bring in on a one-year deal. Very good signing for them. Had a 0.81 ERA and 12 saves with the White Sox last year. They bring in both Jay Happ and Matt Shoemaker for... They're both question marks, but they will possibly be getting uh, rotation spots. And as of now, they likely will be the number four and number five guys. Um, They bring back the boomstick, Nelson Cruz. He's just been destroying baseball the past couple years. And at his age, it's just crazy. He had 16 homers, 33 RBIs, and a 303 batting average last year. He's back on a one-year deal. And they also bring in Andrelton Simmons, 297 average, an elite gold glove caliber fielder with the Angels the past couple years. He was their longtime starting shortstop, and he is there on a one-year deal. This team has lots of fantastic hitters. Obviously, you've got Miguel Sano, who's bounced back from having just some abysmal years. Josh Donaldson, the bringer of rain. Luis Arise, who competed for a batting title in 2019. Byron Buxton, who had a decent year last year and just needs to stay on the field. The boomstick Nelson Cruz, of course. And Max Kepler, who is a fantastic player for them. The biggest the biggest question mark is in their pitching. They've got their ace, Kenta Maeda, um, up at the top. They've also got Jose Barreos and Michael Pineda, who is coming back from suspension. But then behind me, you've got Happ and Shoemaker, and I'm just not sure how good that is going to be. They lose a couple pieces from their bullpen, but it still looks decent enough with Kalame, Taylor Rogers, Tyler Duffy, and Robles as their top four guys. 
I am expecting that this team is going to be a wild card team this year. And you know what? You know what the Twins have to do to prove me wrong is they've got to just win a playoff game. That's all I that's all they need to do. I am from Minnesota. I see all the pain that you cause your fans, Twins. Just win a playoff game, please, seriously. And then the team that I think is going to finish first in the division this year, the Chicago White Sox. This team is just this team is just very very good on paper. They um have a great rotation. They bring in Lance Lynn in a trade to make the rotation Giolito, Keuchel, Lynn, Cease, Rodon, and they've also got the possibility of uh, Michael Kopech later this year too. He's going to start out in the bullpen. They also bring in a elite closer, Liam Hendricks, 14 saves, 1.78 ERA, and 37 strikeouts with Oakland. Four-year deal, big contract. They bring back Adam Eaton, who was part of the original Lucas Giolito trade, won a World Series with Washington. Didn't have a great year last year, but he is likely going to be a starting outfielder, especially as they now lose Aloy Jimenez, which is a bad loss for them. And he's on a one-year deal. And... They lose Alex Colome, their closer from last year, and now Liam Hendricks will fill that role. I think he will do well in that role. They lose Nomar Mazzara, who was just flat-out terrible. James McCann, who was their, actually a backup catcher for them behind Yasmani Grandal. He's now a New York Met. And they lose the veteran parrot Edwin Encarnacion. And it's not that's not a huge loss for them. He had some production last year, but it wasn't great. And one guy... There are a couple guys you got to look at here. The reigning MVP, Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson, just a batting average machine. And also Andrew Vaughn, who is going to be up opening day. He will be a starting outfielder now that Jimenez is hurt. He is another guy who I think could definitely be rookie of the year for the AL. And you've got Luis Robert, good guy who was a good prospect before last year. And... I think that this team is just the most solid in the AL. Their pitching looks fantastic, and their batting looks fantastic. Their bullpen is a bit of a question mark behind Liam Hendricks, but I think that they're going to win this division. I, a full year of Garrett Crochet, hopefully, could be good as a setup man. And, yeah, the White, the White Sox just look like the most solid team on paper, and I fully expect them to win the AL Central this year. And now... So I've run through all the teams in the AL Central, and just to go over it again, Tigers, I believe, will finish last. Fourth will be the Royals. Third will be the Indians. Second will be the Twins. And first will be the Chicago White Sox. <sighs> that was a lot to unpack in that division. There are a couple competitive teams here, and there, there have been in the past two divisions we've talked about. And now the last division in the AL, and it's a bit of a disaster area in some spots, I'm going to admit, but the AL West. Last place, kind of evident, the Texas Rangers. There's the shell of, this organization is the shell of its former self. They're going to have a sad couple years. They trade away Rafael Montero, who will likely be Seattle's new closer. Uh, they trade longtime fan favorite shortstop Elvis Andrews to um, another division team, the Oakland A's. Lance Lynn gets traded for not very much, except Dane Dunning is was part of that deal and will likely be a part of their rotation. 
Uh, Shinsu Chu and his bat are out of town. And Corey Kluber, they got nothing from him last year, and he's now with the Yankees. But they do get Delano DeShields back. I guess that's a plus for him. And they bring in David Dahl on a one-year deal after a down year. Mike Fultonavich is in on a reclamation project. And other than that, this team's got nothing. And I think it's going to be a long couple of years. It's it's going to be sad down in Arlington. At least you've got a nice new stadium. And, I mean, Kyle Gibson is the ace of this rotation. Don't get me wrong. Kyle Gibson's not terrible, but that's just sad. That's just very sad. They've got Joey Gallo. He's he's a he's a good bat. Yeah, J- Joey Gallo can single-handedly bring this team to the playoffs. <laughs> I am so sorry, Texas Rangers fans. I, I really feel for you. This is just a bad situation that you guys are in. Good good luck. Good good luck with this. They're they're, they're gonna finish dead last. That is my prediction team that I think will finish fourth, but I actually do think could overperform and have a higher ceiling than this, the Seattle Mariners. They didn't gain much, but they also didn't lose much except for Malik Smith and D. Strange Gordon. They get Ken Giles on a two-year deal, but likely won't pitch this year, at least until the end of the year. Rafael Montero is likely their new closer after the trade I mentioned from Texas. They bring back the big Maple James Paxton on a one-year deal. But the key for this team is their prospects. Evan White did not have a great year last year. He could still be very good. They will likely have Jared Kellenick coming up soon. And he's another Rookie of the Year candidate for the AL. They're going to have Julio Rodriguez possibly coming up too, who's going to be an absolute stud. And their pitching prospect that's going to be coming up is Logan Gilbert, and he could be very good too. And they've got a couple good guys on this team. They've got Mitch Hanniger finally coming back from injury. He was an all-star a couple of years ago. Kyle Lewis, reigning rookie of the year. Taylor Trammell, he was a top prospect for a while. Kyle Seeger, likely his last year. Uh, thanks, uh, old president guy. That, that's a that's a whole that's a whole other issue. They've got Evan White to be their first baseman, who could be very good. They're going to have Kalanick coming up very soon, and then possibly Julio Rodriguez. So I expect that this team could do better than fourth place, but I, c- I shouldn't get my hopes up. They're, I think they'll be fine, not as bad as in years past. Their rotation's not horrible. They've got Marco Gonzalez, James Paxton, Yusei Kikuchi, who still hasn't proven himself yet, but could be good. Justice Sheffield, originally a part of the James Paxson trade, who has, by the way, come back, um, and Chris Flexen, who's not terrible. Their bullpen does not look very good, but th- this team could overperform. I don't have high expectations for them, but I think they could do better than expected. Next team, I believe that the team that will finish third in the middle of the AL West will be the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And here's the thing, you've got the best player in baseball in Mike Trout, and you've got another great player in Anthony Rendon. Um, But they didn't really do much to address their main problem, and that was the pitching. They bring in the washed-up Alex Cobb. He's not very good. His record last year was inflated because he was on the Orioles, but he had a 4.3 ERA. They bring in Jose Quintana, who's also washed up, one-year deal. Um, 
they get a closer. They trade for Rizal, not Jose Iglesias. They trade for Rizal Iglesias from the Reds. He is good. But they do also get Jose Iglesias, shortstop. They trade for him from Baltimore. 373 average, 24 RBIs, fantastic fielder, underrated guy. They lose Julio Tehran, but that's not much of a loss because he was not good for them last year. They bring in Kurt Suzuki to possibly catch. Um, World Series champ with the Nationals. One-year deal for him. They lose Andrelton Simmons, which is a loss, but they do bring in Iglesias, who, so the glove will hopefully still be there for them. And they also trade for Dexter Fowler from the Cardinals, who he's kind of washed too, but not not terrible. Nothing really to get excited about for this team that they brought in. I still think they're going to be mediocre. I mean, they're hopefully for show, for this team, Shohei Otani will be able to pitch and bat. Albert Pools, if Shohei Otani's batting a lot, likely won't get much playing time. I would love to see Pools get to 700 homers, but I don't think he's going to get the playing time. They have Justin Upton still. He's washed. That's that's really the best way to describe this team is washed up. But they've got the best player in baseball, Mike Trout. Their rotation's got question marks. Dylan Bundy will be their ace. They've got Shohei Otani will hopefully be able to pitch. Andrew Haney, Griffin Canning, and Jose Quintana. Some potential there, but no, I don't have high expectations for them. Rizal Iglesias will likely be their closer. And they've got Rendon at third. This team's got potential. I think they could finish second and possibly be a wildcard team. As of now, though, I don't think so. I think they end up finishing third, missing the playoffs again. Please don't waste Mike Trout, I beg of you. And there's not much left to say about this team except maybe overperform. That's the only way you're going to make the playoffs is the pitching has to overperform. The Oakland A's. Ugh. This team, they had a busy offseason. They lose Liam Hendricks and Marcus Simeon, two of their best players from last year, and they also lose Mike Miner, a key part of their rotation, at least in the back half of last year. They trade away Crush Davis, which he he had a big decline in his power. They bring in Elvis Andres, who will possibly be a replacement for Marcus Simeon, and I think he's going to have to be for them. They bring back Yusmyra Petit, on a one-year deal, 1.66 ERA last year, which isn't terrible. They bring in Trevor Rosenthal, who made some dough. He has 11 saves, 1.90 ERA, and 38 strikeouts with both the Royals and the Padres last year. One-year deal. He gets paid. He makes some dough after having an infinity ERA at one point. This is a guy who has reclaimed his career. They bring in Mitch Moreland, who will likely be their DH. Um, had an okay year with San Diego and Boston last year. They bring in Mike Fires. They bring him back on a one-year deal. And they lose Joaquim Soria after being a solid reliever. And you know what? People have expectations for this team. And I I mean, when you have Matt Chapman and Matt Olson, this team could be good. But they're starting Chris Bassett as their for their opening day starter. They their pitching just does not look very good. They bring back Jed Lowry, interestingly enough, who could even be their starting second baseman. And they have Ramon Laureano in the outfield, Steven Piscotti in the outfield, but I just think this team's gonna underperform and I think they're gonna miss the playoffs. They're they just don't look as good as they did. And last year was a short season. Did they win the division? Yeah. But I'm just not convinced they're going to be that good. This is another team where it's like, prove me wrong, but I'm I'm just not convinced. Oakland, Oakland, prove me wrong here. 
and you've got two of the best players in the game right now with um, Matt Olson and Matt Chapman. Don't waste those guys. Maybe overperform for me this year. And then I could say, sadly, I believe that the team winning this division will be the Houston Trash Joes, which pains me to say, but they bring in Jake Odorizzi as a bounce-back candidate on a two-year deal, former twin. Uh, Pedro Baez, reliever who got two saves with the Dodgers last year on a two-year deal, another piece to add to their bullpen. And then Michael Brantley looked for a bit like they lost him going to the Blue Jays along with George Springer, who I'll get to in a minute. And this would have been a bad loss. He had a 300 batting average last year. Very underrated still. He's back on a two-year deal, which is good for the Astros. And they lose George Springer, who was a key part of their Astros World Series team. And Roberto Osuna, he's gone. He was hurt last year. He, he just might be done in the majors. I'm not sure any team's really going to want to deal with him because he's got baggage. He's, along with Domingo Herman. I mean, I, I can't, he, he's kind of a fool. But anyway, I just think this team's still got a good batting core with Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa, Kyle Tucker, who was great last year, Jordan Alvarez, Rookie of the Year in 2019, who will hopefully come back for them to be their DH and will hopefully have some power for them. And then Michael Brantley, who's just an underrated player, very solid. And they've got Ryan Presley as their closer. Their pitching is not horrible, I will admit it. They've still got Zach Greinke, Lance McCullers Jr., who just got a big extension, Jake Odorizzi, Reclamation Project, who was not very good last year, Christian Javier, underrated pitcher, Jose Urquidy, who's got the potential to be a good starter for them he kind of killed the Yankees in game six of the 2019 ALCS which was a painful game but you know what I gotta bring it up because I think he's got the potential to be a good pitcher hopefully for their sake Framber Valdez who was very good for them last year will be able to come back um avoid a I think it sounds like he avoided surgery uh on his on his hand so they will hopefully be able to get him back by the end of the year and Honestly, my reasoning for picking this team to finish first is just the hitting core. I think that their their hitting core is just, it's it's better than any team in this division, and their pitching is still solid. So I feel like that is good enough to win this division. I don't think they get any more than maybe 92 wins this year. That's what I would set my, my ceiling for them, unless they're able to beat up on some of the weak teams in their division. So, to recap, last place in the AL West, I believe, will be the Texas Rangers. Uh, Fourth place, I believe, will be the Seattle Mariners. Third place, I believe, will be the Los Angeles Angels. Second place, I believe, will be Oakland. And first, Houston. Oh, boy. So, I've given you, guys, my take on these team signings and their depth charts. But really what matters at the end of the day is who makes the playoffs and what do the standings look like for the playoffs and seeding. So for the two wild cards in the AL, I think I'm going to have to go with the first wild card team as the Minnesota Twins. So much power potential for this team. They are the two-time defending champs of the AL Central, and I think they will be able to do well enough to get a wild card spot. Don't think they're going to be able to beat the White Sox in that regard, but I think they will get a playoff spot. Um, 
And then the second wildcard team will be the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, this is a team that's coming off a World Series run. Their management is so good at getting the potential out of their guys. And their batting is not terrible. They do lose some pieces, but they're still going to be a decent team. They'll, they'll stick around. And the reason I have them over a team like Oakland is Oakland constantly underperforms. And I think the and the Rays, the Rays just have better management. Best reasoning is they're they're just a well-rounded team, and their bullpen has the potential to be really good. They were very good last year, and they've got Randy Arozarena. So you can call me wrong on this, and I could easily be wrong, but that is what I think the two wildcard teams will be. And then for division winners, third seed in the AL, I think, will be the Astros. I just think they're not as good as the White Sox or the Yankees. They're just not as solid. Two seed, I actually believe it will be the Yankees because A, they keep getting injured. B, they've got a lot of question marks. And C, they just were not very good last year. I'm going to admit it. They were not. So I think they they could be the one seed and i think it's going to be down to them and the white Sox. but i think the white Sox will actually get the one seed because they are the most well-rounded team in the al with the least amount of question marks in their lineup and in their rotation their bullpen's a bit iffy but i will admit the yankees is right now too especially with the injury to zach Britton. i i i just feel like the white Sox are the best team in the al on paper right now and I, I think that they are the team most likely to have a good season because they're less likely to get injured than the Yankees from what we've seen. The Yankees, I think, will get the one seed if they don't get hurt and play up to their potential with the pitching. But right now, on paper, and I think the White Sox will get the one seed in the AL. And for awards in the AL, my pick for AL Cy Young... There are a couple guys you can look at here. Garrett Cole is one of them. I think Hyunjin Ryu could be another. Tyler Glass now. Shane Bieber, definitely. Kenta Maeda, underrated pick for that there. Lucas Giolito. Zach Greinke, I think he could... I think he's still got the potential to be a Cy Young winner. But I think that the AL Cy Young winner is going to be... I think it's going to be Garrett Cole. I think Garrett, I, you can call me biased. You can call me whatever you want, but I think Garrett Cole is going to have a fantastic year. We're going to see what he can do for a full season in pinstripes. And I, I just think he's going to rack up a lot of strikeouts, lots of wins, good ERA, hopefully. And I, I just think he's the, he's the best pitcher in the AL. No doubt in my mind with that rookie of the year. I'm actually going to go with, I'm going to go with an interesting pick here. I'm going to not go with Randy Arozarena. You can call me wrong on this, and I could easily be wrong. But I think that Andrew Vaughn will be the AL Rookie of the Year. He's going to get a lot of playing time with Aloy Jimenez out, and I think he's going to hit a lot of homers. I think this guy's got the potential to hit over 40 home runs. He could be really, really good. And I think he's going to be very, very good. And for AL MVP, don't really think there is a big question here. 
there are three candidates, I'd say, at this point. Jose Ramirez, Mike Trout, and DJ LeMahieu. And you can call me biased, whatever you want. But I think DJ LeMahieu is just going to have an absolute monster year, better than Mike Trout, better than Jose Ramirez, and he's going to be the catalyst of the Yankees batting this year. And he will win him. He will win AL MVP. I think he's going to possibly win the batting title. And another guy you could consider for MVP too is Tim Anderson. Um, but I just think DJ LeMay, who's going to stand out the most this year in the AL and win MVP. Oh my goodness. So that, oh man, I am so sorry, guys, if I rambled a lot in that episode, but first one had to go had a lot of stuff to go over coming soon will be an nl preview also but thank you all so much for coming out and listening to this first ever episode i hope you guys enjoy it subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and you can leave a voice message too and you can leave a voice message at anchor.fm slash sportsball dash fm sportsball is all one word and you can send in your questions, um, comments, concerns, anything. Just send it to me. I'd love to. You can get on the show with that. But anyways, thank you all so much for listening to the first ever episode. Catch you guys very soon. Have a good one.